Hello, hello. I am Christian Parraga, and this is Ken Show, Growth by Pain, where you can get experiences from guests hoping they will give you insight moments. Today, I am with Hendrik Haberman. He is from Cologne, Germany. He is an entrepreneur and a speaker. Hendrik founded his own business at the age of 18. His particular situation at home, four kids, one of them multiple, multiple handicap and triplets, made him realize he could help more people. That's why he created his podcast, his podcast The Super Dad Entrepreneur. Hendrik, welcome to Kensho Podcast. I'm really happy to have you here. Hello, Christian. Good to be here. You've been recently in India for business. Uh, tell me if you had time to enjoy there. <laughs> well, I went for business, as you said, and it was to solve a problem. We doing import business. Uh, we are in the promotional market, so we have suppliers all over the world, but a lot of them are in Asia. I needed to go there. That's not always a pleasure, as you can imagine, um, but it was okay. I liked it. I, I love being in Asia, so um, it was good. Uh, had never been there where I went. Um, I enjoy it. I get to get to know new things. I like it, but it's, it's business somehow, so it's, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the bad thing about traveling for business or work. It's not a wonderful time, but you can have the experience of knowing something new. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you always. And I think that's, that's valuable too. I always like to know new things and learn new things. So I like it. I actually like traveling. But of course, if the circumstances are a little different, it's even a little better. Yes. And let me start with the questions of the podcast. As always, I begin with a hard question, as I'd say, is the hardest moment in your life and how it helped you? Uh, I'm not exactly sure what was the, the hardest moments, uh, the moment in my life I would consider two as being very hard, but they all came together pretty much. That was in 2009. Uh, as I said, I'm in the promotional market and the market was crushing, crashing in, in 2009, you know, with the economy crisis, 2008, Lehman Brothers went bankrupt. And in my business, in the promotional business, we had up to 50% of uh, loss, and I mean, uh, losing turnover, uh, losing revenue. And that was very, very hard because I had established the business with my brother when I was pretty young and we were constantly growing and everything was going very well. And I, I only knew the success side of it. And then all of a sudden the tables turned and we we just crashed and we lost a lot of revenue and we had to let almost or no more than 50% of our people go. And that was very hard because there was nothing I was very, I was prepared for. And I didn't know what to do. And it left you in a situation where you feel like there's nothing you can do, helpless somehow. That was really, really devastating and frustrating and um, getting you depressed somehow. And I never expected that. And it destroys your self-esteem and all that because you, when you, when you work, when you're in business and you feel successful and you do something, and then when when something like this happens, you feel like a total loser. And that, that's very hard to make the, that experience. Also learn that pretty much you're by yourself. All the people that, uh, or the, the, the customers you had, everybody turns away. They, they don't have any money. They have uh, problems uh, for themselves. The suppliers are getting rigid and are getting tough. Uh, and it's not that partnership anymore. Everybody's focusing on, on their advantages and advantages. Very, very hard. Very, very hard situation. And uh, the other situation was that I became father of a child and we 
we had a sonar uh, taken when my wife was pregnant, so um, my daughter wasn't born yet. And we found out to be handicapped and there's something wrong in the brain. We didn't know what it was, but it uh, didn't sound very good. And that was very tough too, because nobody prepares you for that. And also uh, the same with the business situation. You have no idea what to do. You feel totally helpless. And no one really can give you advice because most of the people I knew, at least, they have had never experienced that. My daughter has a worldwide unichromosome disorder. We found out later when she was born. And that, you know, that all got worse. So you have the sonar and you learn there's not going to be everything will be all right. And then you get bad diagnosis when she's born and you get another one and you get another one. And then you just surrender somehow. You say, I don't know, I, I don't know what to do. And I don't really care what the bad diagnoses are, but just have it stop. Okay, just give me one that I can rely on, I can live with. I think these are probably the, the two toughest moments in my life, were, were the two toughest moments in my life. And they all came together pretty much in 2009. Wow, those moments might be hard. And especially if they came together, you were facing one and then you started to face another. What were your first steps in, those, in that moment uh, in both sides, in the business and knowing about the, the situation of your child? Uh, the, first, the, the first steps in, in such a moment when you don't know what to do or you're not used to that situation is doing nothing. You're totally paralyzed. And you don't know what to do. And it's like you're shock and awe. This is so out of your range, out of what you thought that could possibly happen, that you don't do anything. And then you hopefully become rational pretty, pretty soon. And you hopefully you are able to master your emotions. These are the most important steps. And then, then you readjust and you recalibrate and you say, okay, what are my goals now? What has changed? what is new and what will I do now? And then, then you just go on doing this. And then, then it gets easy as, as, as long as you move, as long as you go on, as long as you take the journey, it's okay. But if you are stuck and you feel the pain and you don't move, it just drives you crazy. So that was the same with me. Now when I face bad things and things happen, I'm not always used to the situation, but I know the procedure pretty much. And then I say, okay, I need to focus on the good things. What can I do? What is the one next step? What can we help? How can I focus on the solution? How do I master my emotions? Very, very important. So don't let the bad things drag you down. It's not going to bring you anywhere. It just gets you frustrated. This is how I cope with it now. But I said the first steps was being paralyzed, not doing anything, just not, not believing that this might be possible. Hmm. I, I see. And you were talking about mastering the emotions. Uh, I know that you uh, learned how to do it and it was in a bad uh, uh, situation and you learned in a, uh, in a hard way. For people who's listening, uh, what would you recommend? How would be the steps to take uh, mastering the, the emotions? I think to all those skills, skill, there's two sides. One side is to know about it and the other side is to feel it. Once you're not in that situation, you cannot feel it. I believe that's impossible. So what you can do in order to prepare, for example, you can, you can learn about it and maybe get an idea how you would 
on a rational level, which you are not in that situation, but on a rational level, how you would react on that. And you can simply be prepared by, for example, understanding that mastering the emotion is one of the most important steps to get out of it. I give you a very, a very simple example. When I say that I learned that my, my child is going to be handicapped, that was pretty devastating for me. And I felt very bad. I felt bad for my life. I felt bad for my kid's life. And I thought it's going to be miserable and, and what to do. And somehow I had this idea in my mind that being handicapped means being sad or not being, you know, not enjoying life or whatever. I don't know where that came from. Maybe because everybody said, oh, I'm so sorry for that. But anyways, this is not what you want. But this is just a perspective, right? You can also say it's cool. So you have to learn that whatever you feel, it's an it's an emotional state you choose. You can see it from a different perspective. And that other people might see it as a different perspective. But whatever you do, if, if you don't master that, this, inf this has a huge influence, for example, on your energy, and for example, on your focus and, and what you're going to do. So you just have, have to understand that, you know, you, you, you cannot proceed or get anything done with a bad emotion first and that secondly that this emotion emotion is something you choose and that you know you you have a choice you can say well i some people like it it's like having a tattoo some people like it some people don't it's whatever it's the same with french fries some people like it some people don't some people rather drive a bmw some other drive a mercedes it's all about choices the whole life is about choices and understanding that Mastering your emotions means that this is something you can actually master. This is actually something you have influence on. That this is something this is, that is not you. You have emotions, but the emotions are not you. So this is something that's separate from you, from if you want to call it your soul or your real you or whatever. And then if, if, you, if you realize that, then you have taken the first step to, to mastering it. And then no matter in what situation you, you get, you can say, okay, what happens to my emotions? But this is not happening to me. Okay, so I can master it. What can I do? How can I not let that be my master, but be my servant and I use it? And then, you know, you're, I think, the, the first step gone to, to get that done, even though if you have never felt that. You, you get my point? I hope that wasn't too complicated. No, um, I did. You have, have to understand that how, how emotions work, what they are, how you can master them. And if you have like done that on a rational level or maybe supplied it in some other situations, you can do it and you can transfer that to other situations as well and they won't hit you so hard. Totally valuable because you're giving us very inside things. Uh, I'm, I'm sure this will help a lot of people. Um, let me go back to the, the beginning of your business life. It was an, uh, you were 18 and you were very young. How come you decided to become an entrepreneur or a businessman? Uh, were it, was it because of family or something in your mind? I think that was a lot of coincidence involved in that. I was, uh, I'm from Germany, but I went to high school for one year in the United States. And I have a brother, he's a little older, and they 
my my brother and my family, some family members, they came to pick me up after my exchange year was over. And my brother, he's more a businessman like I am in a sense of seeing opportunities. So we started actually a golf club business and we imported golf clubs from, from America to Germany. And this is how it all started. We were still in school. But this went much better than I than we thought it would. We just wanted to make a few bucks, you know, besides besides our graduation. And it turned out to be a business. So we we were involved in that and this all enlarged and this pretty much became to what it is now. But if I was in America, if I didn't have a brother who said, you know, we have to do this and he pretty much pulled me or made me do this, I would have never done that by myself. Then I think this wouldn't have developed. So pretty much it's a coincidence. We, my, my dad was an entrepreneur too. So he was running an own business. So we maybe had a little bit of mindset from, from, from him, but I think a lot of it is just coincidence. Oh, really interesting. Probably a, a coincidence, but also it was a legacy or maybe as you said, it was in your mind because your dad was already an entrepreneur and things are really interesting because I don't know if you see life this way, but we came to learn from experiences for, uh, of different experiences. I think you mentioned before life is a journey and... Mm -hmm. Uh, meeting people, even though it's your your parents, it could be your kids, uh, they are part of your journey and they you are part of their journey. I don't know how you see this. I totally disagree. Uh, no, no, sorry. I totally agree. No, no, no. I, I, I'm totally with you. I believe that life is a journey. And that means that this life also has is a part of something bigger. I believe there's something before we are born. And there's something after we die and we're involved and uh, tangled to that. So this is something to do with us. But then we are here on earth in, in this body to, to achieve something. We came here for a reason, maybe to put it that way. And I, I think that a lot of living is about finding out what that is. You can call it your passion or you can call it your, your major goal or whatever. And this is something that gives you fulfillment. And so also nobody can find that out but yourself because you have to take a look at yourself. You have to make experience. You have to try out. And then all of a sudden, you know, hey, this is it. Okay, this is what I'm here for. And yes, a lot of it is about growing in a, in a spiritual way too. And this you do by making mistakes because by making mistakes, mistakes you make experience. And then you get better. So in order to get better, you have to be bad and you have to make mistakes. Otherwise, you know, you don't learn from them. I agree. So yes, that's, that's what it is. But of course, you don't always want to make every mistake because it hurts. And I believe it's necessary, as a matter of fact. I believe that only the pain makes you stronger somehow. But yet, you know, you can try to keep it at a at a rather low level, you know, you don't have to exaggerate all of that. And of course, we don't have to take every pain. We also have to learn that what, what, what is our pain, what, what do we have to, to take or to carry and what not. But I totally agree that life is a journey. And when that, you know, we have to go on, we, we get to know new people, we make experience, we have to let it go, we have to let the people go, maybe we have to get, we have to let the emotions go. 
we just keep the experience, we keep the learning, but let the emotions go and all that. Yeah, this is what we're supposed to do, but yet it's very hard. <laughs> it's not that this is something easy. It's very hard. And I think we, we are students and we will be for all of our life. I, I think there are two ways to learn. One is own experiences and somebody else's experiences. So that's the idea of the podcast. Try to learn from uh, the, the guest experiences. So you can try, no, maybe it's not avoiding that you will have that mistake or you will have that experience, but it's somehow it will help to overcome it easier or be able to handle it better. So that's why, and thank you for giving us your experience here. You were also saying that we are here in order to uh, know what we are capable of or like um, the passion or the things that we are good at. And it's easy to stay in the zombie life. I call it zombie life or it's also a modern slave life that it's continuing and it's like being in autopilot, just living, living, living. I think in order to do what you were saying, it has something to, to do with responsibility too because it's being aware of who you are and this takes responsibility. You will, you will become an individual and you will be doing different things maybe. What do you think about this? Is it part, is it responsibility or what is it? Yes, it's taking responsibility for your own life. Um, let me put it in, in some words, um, maybe a little different. Uh, we were talking about the journey and the journey means you have to travel your life. Maybe if you want to put it that way. Travel all your life with emphasizing travel your life. Your life, not somebody else's life. It's not about living somebody else's life. It's about living your life and going your way and doing what is right for you. So you're not here to fulfill other, one, other people's expectations, your expectations. And in order to do that, you have to take charge of your life and be responsible. And being responsible, from my understanding, means, I mean, what is, what is it that you're responsible for? It's always the result. It's always what comes out it's always the output being responsible means that you accept that you can take a you can you can choose you can make a decision and depending on what you decide there's an output there's a result there's a solution or whatever and if this is good it's good and if it's bad it's bad and that's as simple as it gets so you cannot say well i did the right thing but we have the wrong results that's doesn't happen. So if it worked, it was good. If not, it was not good. I always tell my people, I said, I'm a very, very simple man. We work on solutions. If you get solutions, then it's good. If you don't, it's not. So what you do, I don't care. This is what you decide. I think that in a company, for example, an employer gets money to decide the how, to decide what to do, how to do it, in order to get results. So you always have to ask yourself the question, does it help or not? Is it good or not? Do we have progress or not? Do we grow or not? What, whatever is important to you. And if it works, it's good. If not, it's not good. But this is what responsibility means. So you have to take charge. It's your life. And if it runs the way you want it, good. If not, then change it. But don't blame somebody else. Because If you choose to be a victim, you give away responsibility. You say that, or other, maybe in other words, if you give away responsibility, you, you are a victim. You say, I actually don't have any influence. 
there's nothing I can do. So you are, you know, the the stars tennis balls. They are playing with you. They are throwing you around. And there's nothing you can do. If that that's the case, you don't have to even complain about it because there's nothing you can do anyways, right? If your life sucks, so what? There's nothing you can do. Somebody wants to kill you. You know why complain about it? Because there's nothing you can do. You can you can live like that, but nobody really wants it. So what people want is somebody they can blame and say, oh, that person is responsible. But there's only one person responsible, and that is the man in the mirror, that is you yourself. And this is what I mean by taking responsibility. And it's very important, it's always about the output. You cannot say, I did the right thing, but it didn't happen. You cannot, you cannot play football or soccer, and then you, you lost 10 to nothing, and then you, you are in front of the cameras and say, well, we played very well. No, you lost 10 to nothing. You didn't play very well, okay? Very simple, very simple. If the result is bad, if the output is bad, it's not what you wanted, you didn't, you didn't take the right decisions. It's impossible. I heard this from Jim Quick, but it takes the quote of Spider-Man. It makes, I, I, know you, I know you heard, with great power comes a great responsibility, but he takes on the other side. With big responsibility, it comes a great power. And I think it's that, as you were saying, if you are very responsible and you're not anymore uh, acting like the victim, you'll have a great power to do the changes or to be, become more or do more. Because if you are just being the victim, you're not only giving to others what you could be uh, doing for yourself. Because this, the thing, if you, if you were mistaken or you did something wrong, it will help you to grow somehow if you are responsible also. And as you're saying, it's about the outcome because it's about the value that you give to the, to the rest of the world. So it's amazing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. But, you know, some people might say the value to the world is not important to me. Mm -hmm. So I only care <clears throat> for the value for me. This is a perspective that I don't share, but that might be possible. But still, if they... Is, extract as many value from others for themselves as they can. If they're successful, they're also taking responsibility, not in a way that I would appreciate it, but still they do. But it's not necessarily, in my definition, the output for the world or for somebody else. It's the output period. Now it's, did it work? Do you have a good result or not? Very simple. You know, you have to, the thing is that you have to focus on the output. Otherwise you focus on tools as if tools are the thing that matters. It's not important. You don't, you don't want a tool, you want a result. You know, this, this, this one example is, is very common. You say, somebody says, I need a hammer. And then you ask him, why do you need the hammer? And he says, you know, I want to put in a nail. So why do you want to put in a nail? Okay, I want to hang up a picture. So actually, a picture hanging there is important. But a nail and a hammer is not. So if I gave you a, another way to put on a picture, would you still need a hammer and a nail? No, I don't. You see, so hammer and nail is a tool. It's exchangeable. It's not important. It doesn't serve a need. It doesn't fulfill a real purpose. It's just a tool. And the tool is always exchangeable. The tool is not the thing that counts. And this is important. I totally understand now. And if you could choose a habit or a tool, what would you choose if this is the thing that you did for your success? I believe maybe two things combined. I believe that the most important thing 
in life is to be aware of what you do. Awareness, I think, is super, super important. I have a definition of being like a professional, being a pro. And my definition is that you care for every detail in a way that not every small thing is important. Some things are not important, but you don't leave it to coincidence if you're successful or not. And that means you have to be aware of what you do, what you think, what you eat, how you sleep, uh, who you work with, who your coworker is, who your customers, who your suppliers, whatever. Everything can play an important role. And when you are really aware, there's no things you don't look at because you don't want to or because you don't care for them. But the only thing why you don't spend time with some things because you decide they are not important. It's totally different if, for example, you know what you don't do because you say it's not important or you just have no plan on what is there to be done. You know the difference? Maybe you, for example, you don't call back other people that want to reach you. One thing is you say, I forgot to call you back or I didn't know you wanted me to call you back, whatever. That's one part. That's not good. If you say, you know, I didn't call you back, but I made a decision not to call you back because it wasn't important enough. There were more important things to care about. This is being aware of what is really going on. And I think that awareness, and then together with that comes, if you're really aware, you make a choice. Uh, you choose what you do. And if you have discipline in doing that, then you're going to be successful. It's always, awesome. making, the right, it's always making the right decisions. Life is all about choices. And that's a very major, major, major thing. If you are happy, you choose to be happy. If you're down, you choose to, you chose to be down. If you're successful, you chose to be successful. If you're not successful, you chose to be successful. This is crucial to understand. And this is what we talked about before. This is taking responsibility. I am responsible for the outcome. I don't have any money. I'm responsible. I choose not to be wealthy, abundant, whatever. You might didn't do it very consciously. You might just didn't put awareness on that. You might didn't know that. You might didn't have the skills because nobody told you about that. Then you have to go and find out. But the only way to find out if you believe it's possible that you have some influence, that you can change something. And when you can change something and you didn't do it, then you are still responsible for that. You see the point? This is this is whole one, one big thing. But you have to be aware. The first side, you have to decide what you do. Okay, you have to make it on purpose. And not by coincidence, because you were unconscious. It doesn't work. This is very, very important. Well, let me change a little bit about the topic, but I think it goes together because uh, we are talking most about business or uh, things related to that. But now let's change it to the other side that you are also great at it. And it's about uh, handle it with your kids that it's really amazing. You have three plates and one handicapped. We were talking about responsibility and output. How could you do this in the other side, like in the side of, of that? First of all, let me say that there's a great misunderstanding when people say that I'm successful at that or I do a very good job. So that's not the case. Okay. It's, it, may, it might seem from the outside as it, that is total, uh, running total smooth smoothly it's not so i wouldn't consider myself myself as successful that's the point anyways coming back to that how you how you run that how you do that well you just do it it's as simple when when some people say i couldn't do it yes you could when some people say how do you do it i just do it it's very simple okay i decide to get it done and 
also one important thing also about the things we were talking about before when i say you have to take responsibility or you have to take charge or whatever i never said it's easy i never said it's easy it's very hard and many many times a day i don't get it done or i i blame somebody else or say oh, that's not my fault you know that's i didn't have any influence on that okay i might didn't have enough influence on that i might didn't try hard enough or maybe it didn't work my power was limited what do i do then i enlarge my power i have to learn i have to do it better we learn by mistakes and this is also this journey this is this growth this is the progress okay we have to become better we have to learn we have to learn how to how to make it different the next time because last time didn't work so things don't turn out the way we want them to we learned one way how it's not going to work so we have less uh, to try to to keep them going come back to the question at home how do i manage that it's the same I, the same as i manage business three important points one point is emotion uh, mastering my emotions the second is mastering my energy and the third is mastering my focus so i need to be in a good state being in an emotional state when i when i learn i i'm getting bad emotions or i'm feeling bad or something's dragging me down try to shut it off as quick as possible secondly how do i get enough energy how can i increase my energy resources to get things done um in in this regard i do not really believe in time management anymore i believe that time management actually is a part of energy management when you are living a life with excessive demands for example you have a business and this is almost bankrupt and you have triplets and you have a handicapped child you don't get everything done it's impossible this too many demands to fulfill it's not going to work when you try to squeeze more in the time you have it just makes you unhappy and it just gives you even more excessive demands and it drags you out and gets you exhausted you have to increase the energy you have and secondly you have to be very aware and conscious about where do i put my energy the energy i have how do i spend it this is what this is what i do this is what i try to do no matter if it's at home or with the kids uh, or in business i always try to ask myself is this the most important thing to do should i do this right now do i have to do this by myself is there somebody else who can make it better if i let it go and somebody else is disappointed is that my problem because somebody else is disappointed not me not me somebody else is disappointed is his problem so is it important to me or not can i make this clear for example in regard a question how do i say no okay in a friendly polite way because if i don't learn how to say no it's my energy and it's my focus and if i don't get things done because i didn't wisely spend my energy and my focus i'm going to get in that emotional state this is also not what i want because i believe those three states are the most important so pretty much you manage all the three or you try to mastering in the same way doesn't matter if it's business or if it's private life you talk about managing energy I see the focus, it's important because you're not wasting your energy. But what else do you do? Do you have like a sleeping time or uh, do you choose your food well? What do you do besides focus your energy? Well, well that, that all is, is part of it. Um, managing the energy means pretty much that in the first step, you need to have a lot of energy. And the second thing with the focus is how you spend it but the first thing is how you how you get a lot of energy i believe that when you know or when you convince that what you do is a good cause and it's for a good thing and you for example provide value 
this also gives you more energy when you when you believe that you're just some, doing some, something good. Yes, the right e eating ha habits they help, but sometimes it doesn't work because I choose not to do it. So sometimes I eat fast food because I want to eat it. I, you know, I take responsibility for that and rather than say it's not that I cannot fix the dinner, I cannot eat healthy, no, I just don't want it. So eating is important and of course sleeping habits are important too. Sometimes difficult for me because I choose not to sleep very good or not very long or I, I choose because something else is more important. I don't have to go to bed late. I don't have to get up early. I choose to do it. It's a very important thing. So try to take uh, charge of it. But yes, of course, um, anything you can do for your body that helps, you know, retaining or creating energy helps, of course. So but th th this energy mastering or energy um, management, this is all one, you know, everything that gives you energy is good and everything that uh, provides you with energy. And, and, you know, if you're in an environment of people that drag you down, they always tell you what's not going to work, what, uh, what's not going to happen, what is impossible. This brings you on in a, into a bad emotional state, but it also costs a lot of energy because business doesn't go the way you want it because your child is handicapped, it costs a lot of energy. Now going to the last part, what is the best advice you ever received? That's a difficult question. I believe one of the best advice, because it turned out to be true, but it's difficult to follow, is my dad used to say that, he said, you get everything you want if you can wait. So somehow it said, you know, you have to be patient. And in some other words, it also means just keep the faith. I believe when you're talking about a journey again, that if rough times come, you have to continue even more. Don't go back. You have to push through. You have to walk through. You know, if there's something bad happening to any, you cannot turn around and run away because it's going to follow you. You have to push through. So that, that, that is very true. I believe for life, walk your way, keep the faith. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. This is it's not a real advice, but it's, it's, it proves to be true. But of course, it's very hard because when, when things get rough, then you doubt and then you get desperate. And, you know, it's very easy to be in a good emotional state when things go the way you want them. When you are successful, it's very easy to say, well, I'm, the, I'm on the right track. Everybody does it. That's, that's not hard. But when, when you're facing challenges and you have a lot of resistance hitting you, and then being confident that what you do is right, this is difficult. This is difficult, but it's worth it. So if you know you're on the right way, keep going. Keep going. That's the advice. And I, I, I would like to share it because I believe it's important that you trust yourself and you trust your gut. And when you know it's the right way, it's the right way. It's your right way. There's mistakes on the way. Yes, make mistakes. Make the mistakes. It's necessary. But keep on walking. Don't lose faith. As you said, it's hard to follow when it's the moment, right? But yes, you have to be aware of that and be prepared. And going to well, the other... One, one more thing, one more thing. What is right is right. And what is easy is easy. These are two, two different concepts, okay? Be, just because it's, it's hard doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do. Just because it's easy doesn't mean it's right. Don't get confused with that. Go your way because it's the right thing. I never said it's going to be easy. I never said it's going to be easy. This is not what life is about. It's not about being easy. It's about achieving goals. And achieving goals means you do something you don't know about or you are afraid of or there's anxiety, but you have to go your way. Okay, The goal is somewhere else. And it's about becoming yourself. 
The journey is about becoming yourself, the true yourself. And this takes a lifetime. Totally true. And what is the worst advice you ever received? So if somebody tells you about managing people or managing staff, and he has never had one employee, don't listen to him. If somebody tells you how to play sports, and he has never played that sport, don't listen to him. Okay, only take advice from people that they know what they talk about, who have been there where you want to go. It's, it's huge. You get so much advice from people that have no clue because they have read a book or whatever, but this is not how it works. Okay, it's not about the rules. It's about the unwritten things. It's about the experience. It's about understanding how it really works. Don't take advice from people that have not proven and have not done what you want to know. Let's see in your future, how do you see yourself in five years? In five years, in five years, I will be pretty successful in my business and I have the business in a state that I don't have to spend too much time in it. And I will really spend my time in helping people that are in a similar situation. I was a couple of years ago. I hope I can give advice and value to people and I hope I can do it more and better than with promotional articles. So I believe I have some, some more things to give than pens or umbrellas or USB sticks. So there's my business, which I like it, it's fine, but with all the experience, I can rather work with people than, I believe, uh, with the people than helping the companies. So this is what I will do. That's awesome. Helping people, helping, helping companies, that's amazing. It's a lot of people and it's a lot of work also. <laughs> Yes, I believe, yes. I know people will like to follow you uh, because you they will like your advices or uh, hear your podcast. What is the best way to to reach you out? You can you can listen to my podcast, The Super Dad Entrepreneur. It's on iTunes. You can send me an email through my website. My website is hendrikhaberman.com. It's in German, but we just translating it so that we'll have it in English as well. These are the best ways to get in contact. I'm on LinkedIn and on Facebook as well. So any way, what you want, you can get me somehow. All right. I'll put the links in the description of the episode also. Mm -hmm. So it will be easier for the people. Mm -hmm. And before we finish, do you want to say something else? No. Um, very important is uh, we spoke about that, that everybody, please live your life don't live somebody else's life. It's not about fulfilling expectations from somebody else. Go your way and let the other people talk. <laughs> Perfect. Hendrik, thank you so much for your time, your expertise and advice. It's been a pleasure to have you here. You're welcome, Christian. It was my pleasure. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in. Until next time. <laughs>